0: Dr. Suraj Rajendranji is from Amrita University. Uh, He has worked on uh, a very great guru of uh, independence movement time, British time, one Swami Narayana Guruji, who has uh, done a great work in Kerala uh, based on Advaita philosophy uh, on the philosophical side, spiritual side, and also on the social side. He did enormous work. He uh, uh, currently, he is going to talk only on the uh, spiritual side of uh, uh, Narayan Guru Swamiji.
1: Om Sri Guru Byo Namaha Hari Om Most humble pranams are the Lord of the of the Divine Mother, Satguru Shri Madha Devi. And pranams to all the senior Samis and pranams to all the great scholars who have... who are here for this conference. My topic is on a person called Swami uh, Sri Narayana Gurudevan. Uh, uh, about him, the president, our current president, uh, in the 17th formation of 17th Lok Sabha, in that speech he said, New India will be formed on the basis of the teaching of Sri Narayana Gurudevan. This was, this was his statement in the 17th comments of uh, the first address to the parliament. This is what he said. So my research topic today is about the philosophy of Srinara Devan, his childhood, and his philosophy of Adveda, and and about some academic thesis which says Swami is just a social reformer. So I'll start... Uh, uh, the paper name is Advaita in the Teachings of Srinananda Gurudevan, a study by on his literary works. Guru was born in 1855 in Chembarandi, uh, near the capital, the current capital of Kerala. And his name was Narayana, and he was called adoringly by his parents as Nanu. And his father was actually a school teacher, and even his, uh, many of his relatives had good education and nano by the age of by 30 he got uh, good knowledge in sanskrit and various other hindu uh, scriptures plus he from the beginning he was very fond of spirituality and he used to go deep into, into deep meditation where he, he 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 really go deep into the meditation and there was a time when he met uh, a person called um Shanmugadas. later shanmukha became uh, Chattambi Swami, the famous spiritual, Hindu spiritual saint Chattambi Swami. Both were very close friends. Even uh, Gurudevan considered Ch- Chattambi Swami as his uh, guru even. But, uh, and uh, Chattambi Swami introduced gu- to Gurudevan a saint called uh, Taika uh, from Tamil Nadu. And Naran Guru went to Taikata Dayahu uh, Swami's place and learned Hatha Yoga. And... After learning Hada Yoga, he went to uh, Marithwa Malay and he stayed there for nearly six years doing, um, doing penance for six years. And after that, the Nanu who went to Marithwa Malay came back to Kerala as a person called Srinarana Gurudev and started writing many philosophical works. Uh, for instance, his works include Admo, uh, Admobadesha advaita Advedadibhika, Darshanamala, uh, uh, Vedanta Sutra, and many other works as well. And even he translated major Hindu um, uh, uh, texts like Isha Vasubanishad, uh, Tirukural. And next is the philosophy of Narayana Gurudevan. In his own words, what he says is what his philosophy is nothing but what, what he had to say, say was what Shankara has said. Uh, courtesy Narana, uh, Narayana Gurudevan's uh, Shishya, uh, Nataraja Guru, noted this in his Life and Teachings of Narayana Guru. And in an academic thesis which I came across, he said that uh, in his Atmobadesha Thakam, Devika and mala he profounds the philosophy of Advaita effectively and also conveyed the idea that the aim of such a realization is also a search for happiness. And that happiness and joy that one gains in life should be helpful to others as well. If we see the life of Gurudevan, we will be able to understand that he was someone who spiritualized the entire Kerala who spiritualized the mankind regardless of caste, color, or creed. And when I uh, searched for oneness in his teachings, I, I could find in many of his writings, this aspect of Advaita, or the aspect of awareness, or the aspect of oneness was there. Uh, this is from Advaita Devika verse number one, where he says, uh, in Malayalam, it's actually Malayalam verse, uh, perairam uh, prav- uh, per a- pravartiyairam pravartiyairam and this slogan is verse number 1 the meaning the meaning is names in their thousand mental images in their thousand and corresponding inevitably emerging objects in 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 their thousands these together constitute the world as long as not reflected on properly it seems real just as dream persists to seem real so long as the dreamer does not awaken but when he awakens the entire dream becomes merged into himself. And in another uh, uh, work of his, Atma Upadeshi Shadagam verse number fours, 4, which says, Arevum the last <laughs> line of pooman." in the last uh, last uh, line of this verse, Amarnu Adumatram Arivil Amarnu Adumatram The translation in English is like knowledge, its meaning non and the personal knowledge subjective together make but one primary uh, primal glory within the un unerified un- radiance of this great knowledge, one should merge and become that alone. And even the oneness, uh, the philosophy of oneness or the philosophy of Advaita can be seen in his Darshanamala as well, uh, where he says, uh, He from whom, like a fig tree as from seed, came out this world manifested. He is Brahma, He is Shiva, He is Vishnu. He is the ultimate, everything is He indeed and when we look at the life of swami uh, swami sri narayana gurudev we will we'll be able to understand that he was not someone who just preached the advaita philosophy he lived it uh, i quote an anecdote from his life where chatambi sami met him after his uh, means, uh, after his transformation i mean after his transformation and becoming the guru of kerala or a famous guru when he met him he asked uh, quite teasingly to narayana guru now you have become a man of action. The Malayalam word he used is pravartiyaru. You became a pravartiyaru. And for this, uh, Guru uh, replies uh, to Chatambi Swami, Yes, pravarti is there, but no aru. Doer is there. Uh, no, the, the action is there, but no doer. So he was someone who understood the philosophy and he has lived the philosophy. And certain tributes uh, by uh, certain great people on Narayana Guru. Mahatma Gandhi, uh, have met him and this is his uh, uh, statement. I feel it is great privilege in my life to have visited the beautiful state of Travangur and to have a darshan of venerable sage, uh, Srinayana Guru. I had the fortune to stay for one day in his holy ashram. Even the, uh, the empress of uh, Trivanda at that time spoke up, spoke great things about uh, Gurudev. Ravindranath Tagore, after meeting him, wrote this. I have been touring different parts of the world. During this travel, I have had Fortune to come across in contact with several saints and Maharishis, but I have frankly to admit, I have frankly to admit that I have never seen one who is spiritually greater than Swami Narayana Guru of Malayalam. And this is what Mahala Madandamay Devi says about Gurudevan. When we see the untruth as truth and adharma as dharma, social life falls astray. Gurudevan is a Mahatma who saved an entire society that was starting to drift of course, uh, starting to drift of course. Guru's power uh, came from his detachment, because of this he was able to start a spiritual revolution that initiated uh, the purification and transformation of society. Only karma yogis like him can bring about a real change in the society. Now I came across a thesis which says, the guru laid the foundation of all progress in reformation of religious practices social custom, and daily habits of the people. This uh, thesis is by Baby Sujada of uh, Department of Philosophy, University of Calicut. I see a problem in this sentence. Why, because reformation is something which is attached with the colonial mindset, which has experience of reformation from uh, mm, Martin Luther. Uh, Martin Luther, did the Reformation? He formed a different sect called Protestant Christianity, and there was something called Catholic Christianity. And the Britishers too had the same view that Hinduism is something which needs Reformation, so that there is a particular. The, and they believed, or they even propagated, that Hinduism is an outdated thing, and Buddhism is the reformed version of Hinduism. So, if you closely look at this statement in the thesis and the tribute statements of Tagore and Madam Mai Devi, they too. Uh, saying what Guru was actually a spiritual person, a Vedandi, who uplifted mankind. Apart from being a uh, being someone who transformed the society socially, he his main contribution was uh, he was a Vedandi, and Advaita Vedandi. So if that is not given to uh, Gurudev and now, and if if we started to propagate Guru as just a social reformer, that means it's actually the uh, that act itself will reduce whatever he has done to the society. He was someone who, regardless of caste and creed, has uplifted mankind. He was someone who lived Advaita Vedanta. So there is an attempt to reduce or even uh, marginalize his work, means uh, to just claim or promote him as just a social reformer. So I see this as a colonial, I mean, this kind of thesis as a thesis, which comes from the colonial mindset. Uh, Swamiji in the last uh, session said why we should uh, really consider uh, Pollock as, Polokh as, I mean, why should we give a prominence to Pollock? It's not about giving prominence to Pollock. If we didn't counter those kind of arguments which is being produced by Pollock and his team, or, or uh, people from the West, like um, uh, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, Means, ah, if we didn't counter it, what we people from the academy will read majority of those theses and we'll believe that that's fact. So I believe that there should be a counter argument produced, or else our own saints will later become like social reformer who have done, I mean, just minimal work. So this is my thesis on Gurudevan. Thank you all.
0: We, in behalf of Indic Academy, are planning. Uh One program to uh, currently Sri Harikiranji has already announced a program of memorials for uh, their own family members or their gurus Uh, if anyone is there his father, grandfather has done good work we are funding to the extent of 25,000 rupees to conduct a memorial lecture on that person and uh, following this up we are planning a program called Indic Intellectual War Veterans. War Veterans. We have a word war veteran in the United States, and they are Vietnam war veterans and all that. But we have our own war veterans who fought during the British time. And one of the such biggest war veterans from Kerala is Chattampi Swami. Chathampi Swami wrote the book, "Krishnamatha Kandanam. Uh, and that is such a big inspiration all over India. Even today, that book has been an inspiration and is going to continue as an inspiration. And that person produced this Narayana Guru. And he himself, again, out of Swami, Narayana Guru coming. See, today people are afraid that Kerala is another Kashmir now, uh, a, a big place to fight. And if, it is, if anything is surviving here in Kerala, it is because of such great uh, uh, personalities like narayan guru and uh, i specially invited suraj rajendran in my behalf when he did not apply for the conference also i wrote to him please do come and present about chattampiswami and narayan guru and he agreed he was so kind and uh, we are thankful to him for having come all the way uh, Thank you. Uh, without a paper on narayana guru in a conference like this in a session called contemporary gurus there would have been a big void suraj so thank you for uh, having come here and uh, uh, from where brahmavidananda saraswati yeah so uh, now swami brahmavidananda saraswati uh, venerable uh, swamiji who was a direct disciple of uh, swami chinmayananda and who later uh, was a disciple of Pujya Dayananda Saraswati Swami, and uh, a very senior guru from uh, Mumbai Arshavidya Foundation, uh, is going to uh, present a paper on Ramana Maharshi in Harmony with Upanishadic Tradition.
2: Om Sri Namaha, not only to my gurus, but all the gurus present here as well. There is this talk that what Ramana said is different from Vedanta. In fact, there was also some protest when my teacher was teaching Upadesha Saharam and Saddarshana, saying that this is not in harmony with Vedanta teaching. So that is the puro <laughs> I
3: am
2: not saying that everything Ramana said was Vedanta. Because I am sure he said a lot of things. He spoke to a lot of people. There must have been a lot of dialogues. Like which happened to any of the gurus. Someone comes and asks you how to make their marriage successful. That is not Vedanta anyway. <laughs> So similarly, Ramana also must have said a lot of things. (laughs) Therefore, I am sticking to what is available as written works by him. Mainly Upadesha Saram and Sadarshan. And because there are a lot of academicians also here, I want to compare this, what he has written, to the traditional teaching of Vedanta. I don't want to digress too much, but a minute. In traditional teaching, the one of the best examples we'll get is from Chandogya, the dialogue between Uddalaka and Shvetaketu, where, by a series of examples and logic, of karya and karanam, Uddalaka establishes karanam satyam, karyam Mithya even though the kāryam may be vevahara yogyam, like pot, ornaments, nakhanikrindhanam, nail cutter, etc. Kāryam is vitya, kāranam is satyam. So he establishes satyam mithya. Then he says, sadeva saumya Idamagramasit, asit ekameva adhutiyam brahman. So he establishes brahman as jagat kāranam. He presents brahman there, not only as sat, Consciousness, Sat, existence, consciousness, he also presents Brahman as Jagat Only then Jagat can be taken as Mithya. In the Gita, you'll find the same echo, Nasato vidyate Bhava, etc. Which, in Saddarshanam, Ramana starts with by saying Sat Pratyaya Kinnu Vihaya Santam. Santam Vihaya, without existence. How can there be a perception of anything which is existent? So the ideas are in perfect harmony with his written work. Chandoget, the Uddalaka, the teacher, goes ahead to conclude and say, Sātma tatu In the Gita, the same thing, Kshetrajnam Chapimam viddi, Sarvak sarvakshetreshu bharata taking into account that Krishna is talking from the standpoint of Ishwara. Whether people here believe Krishna is Ishwara or not. The standpoint of presentation of Krishna is Ishwara. Therefore from Ishwara's standpoint, Krishna is saying I am the Kshetra Jnaha in every Kshetra. I am the knower in every body. That's same as Tatumasi. And Ramana echoes the same idea when he says Hrudesha Chinta Rahita Hridakya Hrudeshu in your mind Buddhi Guhaya Hrude Chinta Rahita bereft of all conceptualizations Hridakya what is the core is nothing but this Sadeva therefore if you look at his written works And the Upanishadic tradition is perfectly in harmony. Though it is true Mm. that Ramana never taught, Bhagavan Ramana never taught in a traditional fashion. That is a fact. He never underwent the teaching also in a traditional fashion. Maybe he didn't read it. What maybe? He didn't need it. There's no maybe about it because that's evident. Then you can say, if he didn't go through the teaching, Pramana Abhavat, how do you gain the knowledge? Remember, Vedanta Pramana has to come from external source. If you're using your own Pancha Pramanas, there will be an Agnana ad- Lesha in all your conclusions. Any conclusion the mind throws up will be tainted by the fault of Ajnanam because that is there in me. Therefore if Vedanta has to work it has to be external. The source has to be external. Otherwise it is not a Pramana. Shabda Pramana. It has to be external. Therefore I don't really subscribe to the idea of the Guru within you and all that. (laughs) Guru may be within he is without also. And it is the without Guru that helps me within. It has to be from there. Therefore, where did Ramana get it from? Some people present him as an avatar, some as a yoga brashta, an evolved soul. Whether you call him an avatar or yoga brashta, it doesn't matter to me. He was an evolved soul. He heard two words. In where he was as a kid staying, Arunachala was always worshipped, Arudra Darshanam, etc. Arunachala was Ishwara. The whole mountain is worshipped. Then he contemplated on the word Arunachala. Remember the Pramana came from outside. Arunachalaha. One word. Actually two words. Arunachasso. Achalascha. Aruna. In the form of light. If you look at what light is. Jyotisham jyotihi. Pure consciousness. Achalaha. What is Achala? Something that cannot move. Only the infinite cannot move. The finite will always move. (laughs) Therefore, Arunachala stands for pure consciousness. Jnanam anantam. That word was enough for him. It is not that pramana has to be very elaborate. That's for people like you and me. (laughs) is. We need a lot of (laughs) inputs. (laughs) In spite of that, we are (laughs) struggling. He didn't need that. Which brings us the question, what is a traditional or a contemporary teaching? Okay. If you are a traditional teacher, a Sampradayavit, one thing will be very clear, that the logic you follow will be adhyaropa apavada nyaya. You have to negate the Adhya All the mistaken notions about yourself before you can reveal what you are. Both of us are walking on the road. You see a snake, I see a rope. You say snake, snake, snake. I say a rope. Samaji, there is a snake there. A rope. What will you tell me? Samaji, go hang yourself with that rope. <laughs> the snake is there. So unless I negate the snake and reveal the rope, or in my process of revealing the rope, I have to negate the snake, it won't work. Therefore, the main highlight of traditional teaching is Adhya Nyaya, for which there are various prakrayas, Drik Drishiveka, Avastat Raya Sakshi, very important aspect, it has to come into Vedanta teaching. Another important thing is Jagat karnatvam has to come because how will Satyamitya come without Jagat karnatvam Therefore Ishwara is important. So these will be some of the hallmarks of traditional teaching. There are, I know some of them who are modern teachers who leave out these. They are very good at ascertaining the Atma Sakshi. But this Sakshi is everything. They cannot say it nor do the students benefit from it. For the simple reason that the tradition has been junked. The sampradaya of teaching has been junked. Has been left alone. A teacher not only has to be traditional, if he has to really connect with people, he has to be contemporary. To be contemporary means to be, to use the language of his times. Like, 16th, 17th, 18th centuries, we found a lot of Vedantins using the language of Tarka. Right from Vedanta Parivasha to Chitsuki, the language of Kandana Kandana Kadya, if you study all of them, all are Tarkic language. The languages of Tarka. Does it make the Vedantina Tarkika? He is using the contemporary language of the times. Similarly, when Gaudapada used some of the Buddhist arguments, Does he become a Buddha? He was only using the contemporary language. 7th century. Approximation. Post-Buddha. He was only using the contemporary language. Today, if somebody, some teacher, I do, use some examples from science. The atomic theory very useful for showing mithyatvam of the world. Is it an electron or a particle? Is it a wave motion or a particle? And they say sometimes it behaves like a wave, when you observe it, it becomes a particle. Why? Does the electron get self-conscious? <laughs> that when you observe it, it gets self-conscious and freezes up into a particle? And no, otherwise it's a wave motion? So to prove mithyatvam science is useful. We know light is a wave motion but our spectacles are based on on the straight line theory of light. So what is it? Straight line because it works or wave motion? It only helps to prove the mithyatum of the world. There is no vyavastha there. It is not fixed. (laughs) It is changing. Therefore Without trying to make Vedanta scientific, which is a problem, because then your heart is in science, not in Vedanta, if I am borrowing some of the arguments, that makes the teacher contemporary. So a traditional and a contemporary teacher will work. He will be able to connect with the students well and work. But the important thing is to be traditional. I studied from traditional masters in Rishikesh. Swami Taranandagiri, Swami Harayaratirtha. These were people who had never come down into the plains after they went into the Himalayas. So their examples all were Puranic examples. They will talk of Chandraloka, Surya Loka, Mahabharata, etc. They were not contemporary. So we have to make the effort to relate to them and understand them. Whereas, other Swami Vivekananda, Swami Chinmanji. Swami, Dhananji, these are all were contemporary in their language. But the problem of contemporary language is you know what? Fifty years from today, my students will change the language that I have used. <laughs> and if it doesn't change, I'll give him a kick on his backside. <laughs> Why? Make it contemporary. Without moving away from the tradition, Make it contemporary. So if that is done, Vedanta will happily be there from generation to generation. You had a Ramana, you had others. The parampara will go on. Learning will go on. Students will gain moksha. Om Sat. That's all I have to say. If anyone has to ask anything, I'll be happy. You know, my concern when I started speaking was not whether my audience will go to sleep post lunch; it was whether I will go to sleep post lunch <laughs> after the chai <JV> lunch. <laughs> so, looks like everyone is awake. <laughs> no questions, yeah. um, if audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, there is often comparison between Sri Ramana Maharshi and there is often comparison between Sri Ramana Maharshi and uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti. And it is said that Jiddu Krishnamurti didn't acknowledge, but uh, his every word is traceable to the tradition. So what is your opinion on this? Everyone too? I'm sorry, I don't follow. His every word... A I'm a bit hard of hearing. So. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: there is a comparison between J. Krishnamurti and Ramana Maharshi also. And uh, uh, people say that even what J. Murti said is, goes back to tradition, but he did not acknowledge it. So, what is your opinion on this between and the Jay parallels? Especially, all right? Ramana Maharshi has already spoken now. I have heard J. Krishnamurthy live when I was in college. And he used to speak in J.J. School of Architecture in Bombay, early morning. And I have seen him beseeching to the people, please understand what I am trying to say. And I had the exposure to both my gurus by that time. Some, little bit, not what I know today, but that's made a beginning. And I am sitting there and thinking, he has been blessed by the tradition. He has read all the books, studied all the books with traditional pundits. But because of his relationship with Ledbetter, there's a history behind it. With Ledbetter and the, all the problems that came up, he felt he was in an abusive setup. He walked away. Therefore, along with the baby, along with the bathwater, he threw out the baby as well. Which is unfortunate. Which is really unfortunate. Did he know the truth himself? I think so. Could he communicate it well enough to a very Uttama Adhikari? Probably yes. To others? Probably no. Did he know it himself? Probably yes. Because he seemed to know what he is talking about. But this part of it, that's why I said that if you junk the tradition, uh, your communication goes. Yeah.
3: In, the, in the compilation of the last lectures of JK, he has mentioned, mornings he listened to the Vedic chants. Hmm. Even though he doesn't understand it, He says it has got a calming or soothing effect on him. Commentary on? Soothing effect. Calming, calming. Calming, calming. Tranquillizing effect. Vedic chanting chanting has got a calming effect on him. Soothing effect on him. though, Though he doesn't understand it. So probably the DNA of the Vedic tradition is still
2: present within him. Yeah. If you look at, if you study the number of beats etc. The 30 to 60... Beats per minute, a chant which is based on that, has a calming effect on the mind. It doesn't matter what is being chanted, but the beat. Okay. I could be saying, you are a fool, you are an idiot, you are a... But if it is following that beat, it will have a calming effect. (laughs) It is not the content I am speaking about. Content meaning that can lead me to the truth. Content is meaning. If, I, if someone keeps saying, you're a fool, you're an idiot, it's not going to lead him to the truth. But if it is following the beat, it will have a calming effect. Like uh, somebody spoke about uh, transcendental meditation. And they spoke about the physical aspects of it. Okay? In terms of lowering BP, etc. And many cardiologists have found doing the same TM, but instead of using those bijaksharas and those Bijaksharas are selected according to your age if you just do one, one, one you have the same effect as far as your body mind is concerned so can you see the difference that comes in there one is the beat and the chant, one is the content what we are concerned is more with the content, beat and chant is preparation so that anything can you be used to prepare what do you need you need to think clearly feel strongly act decisively isn't that what a mature mind is about and that can be had in any manner now the warning has already come i stopped within 15 minutes the questions are going over
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh,
2: okay yeah i am free i'm ready to go right now you're
0: disturbing
2: the ocean. yeah and <laughs> it, it can lead to a storm <laughs> Yeah, and we will over, then there won't be enough time for the speakers, you know, So, I, I can deal with you one on one.
0: kameshwar Kameshwarji, who has come from Chennai to speak on Atma Vidya in Adhyatma Ramayana. For uh, uh, this session is particularly devoted for Advaita in Itihasas and Puranas, and uh, Professor Vishwad Luri spoke on uh, Advaita in Mahabharata this morning, and we are going to have a, an online presentation by sh- a great scholar, a traditional scholar, uh, Hampiholi Madhusudana Shastriji from uh, Dharwad. Uh, he is going to speak on Advaita in Bhagavatam, and uh, this is on Ramayana, but uh, a particular version of Ramayana, Adhyatma
3: Ramayana. <coughs> Om namo bhagavate sri ramaya Om namo bhagavate sri ramaya Purari girisam girisambuta, ramarnava sri ramarnava sangata Adhyatma Rama maramagangayam, puna tipuvanatrayam, kujanti ramarameti, maduram madurakharam, arukya kavita shakam, vande valmi ki ko kilam, valmi ke munisim hasya, kavita vanacharinaha, shungwan ramakathanadam, konayati param gatim, gushpadi katavarisham, Rama Yadamama, Ratnam Vande Nilatmajam, Anjananandanam Veeram Viram, Janaki Shokanashanam, Kapisha Maksha Vande Bhayankaram. Salutations to Mother Kausalya, who gave us Bhagwan Sri Rama. Salutations to Mother Aryamba. who gave us Bhagavansi Shankaracharya. We are extremely blessed to be in the birthplace of Bhagavad Pada. It can only be, none of these things can happen by our own will or desire. It is only some higher force that can bring us to a place like this and in the presence of masters of the tradition as well. All glory to Sri Rama, whose story has been flowing as the song of salvation from time immemorial across India and across greater parts of Asia. There was an objection earlier in the day to use the word salvation. I will take it as a form of mukti. At the moment, I am not getting into a war of words on what that word means rama is taraka and his story has been told he said one of the versions of ramayana so i bring that his story has been told in every probably in every language in india perhaps in every country east of india if you go right all the way up to indonesia japan even up to mongolia thailand vietnam every language bali every uh, sri lanka Everywhere you find Ramayana. Which is, Tulsi has said, Hari Ananta, Hari Katha Ananta. He is infinite, his stories are infinite. But that said, contemporary researchers have said, have documented at least 300 Ramayanas, of which 25 are in Sanskrit alone. And among them, Adhyatma Ramayana shines as one which is on par with Valmiki Ramayana. In that Adhyatma Ramayana Ganga, which purifies all three worlds, today, like, like the squirrel which went with a piece of stone to help in the Rama Setu, I bring a small spoon from there, and that's as much as I, my Adhika allows me to do. So, about the, about the numerousness of Ramayanas, the sheer number of Ramayanas, there is a very beautiful verse in Adhyatma Ramayana itself. And it happens like this. It is in the context of Rama going for the forest exile. He is sitting out on the forest exile and he is told Sita, he is forbidden Sita from accompanying him. He said, you cannot come with me. All of you know that story from Ramayana that he tells her and then she comes nonetheless. But in Adhyatma Ramayana she says one more beautiful argument which is so fascinating. She tells him Ramayana ni bahusha shudhani bhu sitam vinavanam ramo gatakim kutra chidvada vat atas tvayagamishyami sarvatat She says, Rama I have heard so many versions of Ramayana in my life from so many scholars tell me in even one Ramayana is the story that, that Rama went to the forest without Sita so I had no question I am, I am coming with you and I am your I am your eternal your eternal aid Baba to me this just, just this one statement of Adhyatma Ramayana makes it so beautiful and so unique and so thought-provoking that it's a joy to study. That said, Adhyatma Ramayana, among Ramayanas, is the crest jewel of Atma Vidya. Briefly, about, there is a lot of discussion. We are in a group of academicians, so we need to quarrel a bit. So there is a lot of quarrel about the Adhyatmanavina, where it is, who wrote it, when it was written, all of that. We are not going to solve that quarrel. Let that quarrel go on forever. That said, it is good to know what are some of the components of that quarrel, if I may. The traditional view is that it is a part of Brahmanda Puranam. Like Lalita is a part of Brahmanda Puranam. Adhyatmaramayanam is a part of Brahmanda Puranam. Which means it is a creation of Vyasa. Vyasa wrote it. This is a traditional view. Which is a, when I say traditional view, it is a view held by people like Karpatri Maharaj and Akhandananda Saraswati, etc. I mean, it's our people, the masters, you don't even, if they say, you don't further need to spend time on that question there was a young man earlier today who who presented a paper on ramagita from adhyatma very beautifully in sanskrit and he said that uh, uh, ramagita uh, adhyatma ramayana is a creation is a k- kriti of vyasa but not from vamanda puranam it's a separate kriti that's a new one i had not heard that earlier but good then there is a view that this is not by Vyasa, but this is not from Brahmanda Purana either, it is by Swami Ramananda, and it is a creation, Brahmanda Purana would have put it in BC, Ramananda would would put it in 13th century to 15th century AD. About Ramananda also, there are views. Some say he was from Tamil Nadu, some say he was born in Prayag, some say he was from Ramanujya Sampradaya, some say how could he have been from Ramanujya Sampradaya? We know that he started the Ramanandi Sampradaya. We know that it's the largest, perhaps one of the large monastic groups in North India today is from Ramanandi Sampradaya. We know that Goswami Tulsidas is from Ramanandi Sampradaya. We also know that Kabir was his disciple. And there is this proper theory that Adhyatma Ramayana is a kriti of Ramananda. Questions on time again are there. Am on Yes, I am getting it. Right, so the, the uh, I'll leave you with one last thought. There's one more theory that was by Valmiki himself. And for that there is a Kirtana of Tyagaraja which says so. If anybody is interested I'll talk about it offline. Now, coming to Adhyatma Ramana you wanted me to get a topic but just a few words on the impact and influence of Adhyatma Ramayana. Yeah, I've already uh, I didn't mention that Goswami Tulsidas' Ramcharitmanas is largely based on Adhyatma Ramayana. That should close the case on the impact of Adhyatma Ramayana on the cultural consciousness of India, especially north of India's south of India's. We are in the land of Adhyatma Ramayana. wrote Adhyatma Ramayana in Malayalam. If you say Ramayana in Kerala, it's Adhyatma Ramayana. Three. Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi, who got self-realization spontaneously at the just age of 16, the, he had not even heard of the word Brahman, the first treatise of Advaita Vedanta that he came across was Adhyatma Ramayana, which he read and he said, this is what, this is here, what is being experienced here is here, now coming to, straight to the teachings of Atma Vidya and Adhyatma Ramayana, how much time do we have? Five is a challenge. We'll try. Yeah. The Rama Tattwa that is elaborate. See, Valmiki Ramana is Rama. Rama says, I am a man. I believe I am a man. I am Dasharata's son. The Rama Tattva in Adhyatma Ramayana is equal to what is the Adhyatma Tattva as says in Bhagavatam. When Bhagavatam it says, So Rama is Brahman, Rama is Bhagavan, Rama is Paramatma. This is the Rama Tattva of Adhyatma Ramayana. And in Ramathatwa Adhyatma Ramayana, Sita tells Hanuman in the opening opening first chapter of Ajatanay Rama Khridem, where Sita tells Hanuman about about the secret about Rama and she, she tells him, Nakaroti Kinchit, Anand, Parinamahino. He does not walk, he does not sit, he does not change at all. Not, 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 he does not worry, he does not di- he discard, he does not renounce, nothing. And this is the Rama that, to realize this Rama Tattwa, Adhyatma says, you have to realize him as the Atma Rama. You have to realize him as Atma Rama. And who is Atma Rama? Adi Shankara says in, Bhagavad, in Atma Bodha, Tirthva Mohar Navam Hatva Ragadveshadi Rakshasan. Yogi Shanti Sama Yukta Atma Ramo Virajate Tirthva Mohanam Atva. Having crossed the ocean of delusion, having killed the Rakshasas or Raga and Dvesha, having been united to Sita, who is in the form of Shanti, the Yogi is Atma This is the Atma Rama that is described all over in Adhyatma Ramayana, it is full of Atma Vidya only. This reality. And the subject to how to realize it is the subject of Adhyatma Ramayana everywhere. I want to leave you with a list of people, a list of characters in Adhyatma Ramayana who all give discourses on Atma Vidya, starting with Rama. It's a list, it goes on and on. But in terms of time, I'll just tell you gods such as Shiva, Parvati, Brahma, Parashurama, Rishis, that's a big list of Rishis, Narda, Vasishta, Vamadeva, Valmiki, etc., etc., etc. Sita, Lakshmana, Kausalya, Kaikeyi, all of them talking on Atma Vidya, teaching Atma Vidya. Great characters such as Ahalya, Jatayu, Hanuman, Tara, Vali, Mandodari, and Rakshasas talking Atma Vidya. Kabanda, Vibhishna, Kalanemi, Ravana himself. It's a varied list as you can see. And while all of these discourses are beautiful in themselves, the Acme of Ramayana is Ramagita of which that gentleman earlier had spoken today in length. I do not want to go into it except to say it is called Shruti Sara Sangraham. It contains the entire gamut of Tattva Vichara from beginning to end. All the words that we heard today, Adhyaropa, Apavada, the the, 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 the Tatvamasi explained by Jhal Lakshana, Jhal Lakshana, Bhagatyaga, the Adhyasa, all of that is a part of this. Okay. I have had the good, good, good fortune of translating all the sections dealing with Atma Vidya and Adhyatma Ramayana in the form of a book of an English, with English verses. It's called Atma Vidya and Adhyatma Ramayana. Offline, if you want, they can connect with me and I can order it on Amazon otherwise. Right. Coming back here, I'm going to end now. Give me two minutes. I want to read just one excerpt from Adhyatma There are whole, whole book is Atma Vidya. There's one small excerpt, and it's an excerpt of very unlikely characters. It is an, it is an Atma Vidya to, uh, told by Valmiki to Kusha. Rama's son Kusha was a young boy who comes and says, tell me how to liberate, way to liberation. So I'm just going to read what he said, a part of what he said. He says, renouncing all perceptions, controlling the mind by the mind, destroy the outward and inward sankalpas. Whether you perform harsh tapasya, for thousands of years on this earth or in Lokam, or in Swargam, anywhere, O Kusha, there is no means for attaining liberation other than cessation of sankalpa. Therefore, to attain unobstructed, unchanging happiness, to attain the self, strive for the extinction of sankalpa. Indeed, the whole, all this bhava, this entirety of this world, is all sankalpa. And with the snapping of sankalpa, where do all these appearances disappear? Who knows? We know not. Now, I'm cutting, it goes on, it's beautiful, but you get the point of the direction, of the clear, clear uh, direction of Atma Vidya that be given to Kusha. I want to end this with this point. There was a yogi called Yogi Ramaya, a very great yogi. He was a Rama Upasaka of the highest order who came to Bhagavansi Ramana Maharshi and they, he asked him three questions. And those three questions and three answers I'll tell you and we end. First question he asked was, what is nirvikalpa samadhi? He was already enjoying the highest samadhi himself. But he asked that question, what is nirvikalpa samadhi? Bhagwan said, that which has no sankalpam to nirvikalpa. Second question, in samadhi, will there not even be Brahma Bhava? Bhagavan, if there is bhava, it will not be nirvikalpa. Third question, interesting question. What is meant by Rama? That in which everything takes its origin, exists and disappears, is Rama. Athati. Oh, Athato Rama Om Tatsana.